Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. How's it going, Giants fans? Welcome back to Fireside Giants with your boys, Alex and Anthony. Today, we're here to discuss some injury updates and some big kind of uh, production coming from the interior of our Giants defense from Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams. Want to give you some insight into how they're playing right now and how they are irreplaceable on this team currently. You know, Leonard Williams has a big contract. Um, obviously that deal next year, there's an out after this season. We'll kind of break down those numbers for you and what that's going to look like. And, you know, you can make your own determination of whether or not it's worthwhile to keep him, but it's definitely a substantial amount of money that we will have to pay him. Um, and then looking at the injury situation, some big names coming back, or at least hopeful to return in the next couple of weeks, which is definitely a good sign for this giant team who could desperately use the support. Anthony, before we dive into, we'll start with the injury stuff first. How are you doing today, my friend? Doing great. Solid day on the injury report, and we're going to talk about that interior of the defensive line for the New York Giants and Dexter Lawrence. Didn't practice today, but it was just a load management day. He's just getting a break because of how great he's been playing, and he totally deserves it. We're going to dive into the stats and discuss how well he's played the season, but man, that dude is playing at an all-pro level, and something that's not being discussed enough is that Leonard Williams is not that far behind him. Like Leonard Williams is also having a dominant season. They're both playing so well. Now, Leonard Williams isn't on the same level as Dexter Lawrence. Again, that dude's playing like an all-pro. This is an Aaron Donald-level season out of Dexter Lawrence. But don't sleep on Leonard Williams and how great he's been for the New York Giants defense because, man, that Giants defense is really putting it all together, and it all starts up front in the trenches. And again, in the trenches on the offensive side is where we're going to get a really solid and exciting injury update. So let's go ahead and dive into all of that. Absolutely. So let's dive into the first big name, Evan Neal. Evan Neal returned to practice today. That is a huge uh, step in the right direction for the rookie out of Alabama. Now, of course, in his stead, we've seen a lot of Tyree Phillips out of uh, Baltimore, former third round pick. Uh, definitely hasn't been encouraging, I'd say. You know, Tyree Phillips is okay at best. You know, he's just a supplement at the end of the day. He's played about 200 offensive snaps, given up two uh, sacks and eight pressures. Um, you know, pretty uninspiring grades and numbers um, over the past two games, especially against Houston. Really, he got beat up quite a bit. And the Giants were trying to, you know, scheme around that uh, kind of inefficient variable. But Evan Neal obviously had his own troubles when he was, you know, kind of establishing himself, getting used to the game. Uh, the final two games he did play, he looked a lot better. So that's definitely a step in the right direction for Neal. But uh, uh, real, real, realistically, just the uh, development and growth of his game is the most important factor here and why the Giants need him back on the field desperately. So, you know, you're looking at a player here who's a monster. Was he like 350 pounds? He's an absolute beast, six foot seven. He's given up five sacks this year with 16 total pressures. But over his last two games against Baltimore, only played 19 snaps against Jacksonville. He only gave up three pressures, no sacks. Um, so he's only get up, given up one sack in his last four games. That really bad game he had against Dallas definitely stands out. But there's a pretty good indication that there's a there's a at least optimism brewing that he will be available on Thanksgiving against Dallas. So maybe that return game he'll be a little bit inspired. I know kind of getting back into the mix can be difficult, especially after missing a couple of weeks through the MCL sprain. But you know he's been playing tackle his whole life, so I don't think it'll be that much of a difference. Um, end of the day, though. Dallas has a sick pass rush from Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, um, a lot of really good talent on that defensive front. So Evan Neal's going to have his hands full again if he is able to play. It's a really short week for the Giants, four days. They got to escape against Detroit uh, relatively healthy 
Um, obviously, that's that's a priority for this team. But, you know, how important do you think Evan Neal is returning to this squad? Um, you know, definitely struggled a little bit to begin, but he was starting to gain some momentum before the injury. And I think that that is where we want to pick up where he left off. And if he can do that and come out and play well against Dallas, it'll definitely kind of set the stage for the rest of the season. Yeah, for sure. It 100% will set the stage for him, especially considering how important these final games on the Giants' schedule are. The Giants have the strongest strength of schedule remaining. It's a really rocky road to get to the playoffs. They're going to have to climb this uphill battle to make their way in for the first time since 2016, and they need all hands on deck. They need their seventh overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, Evan Neal, to return to the lineup and put in some good football reps because it was kind of a struggle for him at the beginning of the season. He had his rookie growing pains. He did not do too well uh, in those beginning games, especially that first matchup with Dallas. So if he does make his return on Thanksgiving against Dallas, I would almost be poetic because hopefully he could go out there and prove everybody wrong. Dallas is probably going to go into that game hoping to see Evan Neal because they kind of had a field day on Evan Neal in that first matchup. Well, hopefully he goes out there in the second matchup and shows them who's boss, shows them that he has grown. And honestly, I think there's a chance that some time off from this injury has probably given Evan Neal some time to reevaluate and fix some things, dive into the film as he gets his body right. Hopefully he's back to 100% when he returns to the field. But if he was able to really reflect on the beginning portion of his rookie season, make the changes that he needed to make, that time off might actually serve to benefit Evan Neal here. So again, if he returns to the field 100%, that time really could have allowed him to learn some things and fix some things in his technique because a lot of his issues really were technique related, whether that have been his footwork, his handwork, kind of both things going awry at different situations. So really the hope is that he's kind of gotten that technique down because even while you're injured, you can work on your technique. We know that the brute strength and force of Evan Neal is always going to be there while he's healthy. So if he's healthy, he's going to have that down pack. But looking at his technique is really what he needed to do during this break here. And I think that he's had enough time to really reflect and improve on some things. So hopefully he comes out in the second half of his rookie season, really proves to be a completely different player and a much better and improved player than he was at the beginning of his rookie season. A hundred percent. And the other injury kind of updates, Kayvon Thibodeau out, as you mentioned, due to the kind of under the weather and NYC, if you live in the city in New York in general, massive flu going around right now, Anthony, I know you've been sick a little bit, so everyone's getting it, you know, take your vitamins, stay safe. Don't ride those subways. If you don't have to, it's definitely kind of nasty out there. Uh, but end of the day, you know, I think the bills actually have a really bad flu problem going around. I saw that they can't even do team drills. They have to, they're, they're practicing individually because they don't have enough players. Um, that's how bad the flu is in their locker room right now. And they're about to play in like five feet of snow. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see what the bills can do. I'd, I'd probably smash the under um, if I was a, uh, you know, a, a betting man, but you know, looking at the giants right now, hopefully that cave on Thibodeau situation isn't anything too bad. Hopefully the illness isn't anything crazy, just a little minor cold and not going to spread throughout the locker room. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Obviously, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau being 100% is essential for this team. Aziz Ojolari has one more week on IR before he's eligible to return. Shane Lemieux returned to practice as well, so he's working his way back. They have about, I think, two more weeks to determine whether or not he's going to be activated or not. I think they probably will activate him, given that toe injury isn't, you know, just absolutely blown. I don't know what the hell happened to his toe. I don't know if it got chopped off or turned the other direction. But whatever happened, definitely set him back a couple of months, if not. Um, the entire season. So uh, we'll see what happens on the Shane Lemieux front. But let's talk about Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams, two of the most integral, essential, necessity-ridden pieces on this Giants defense. Um, and you're looking at these two players, both of them Pro Bowl caliber, 
uh, talents. Dexter Lawrence having an all-pro level season. Wink Martindale, Andre Patterson, that new defensive line coach, have done tremendous work to improve. Dexter Lawrence is a reason that Joe Shane decided to extend him on that fifth-year option. You know, rejected Daniel Jones, but they extended Leonard Williams at $12.4 million, I do believe. So, you know, pretty decent uh, cost. I think that's probably... Uh, a fair, if not well, he's being underpaid for the level of, of a quality he's showing us this year. Um, but, you know, Leonard Williams, we'll talk about him as well. You know, this is a player who's been in the league since 2015. He's only played 320 snaps this year. He got knocked out in week two with the MCL sprint against the, the Carolina Panthers. He's only played five of nine full games. Um, so his numbers aren't exactly where you'd want them to be, but still pretty solid. He has 18 pressures, two sacks, six quarterback hits, and 10 hurries this season. Um, he's also, he also has 12 stops and two forced fumbles. One of them came against Houston in week 10. Um, on Damian Pierce in the red zone, one of the biggest plays of the game. So he was elite in run defense, um, had four total pressures and five tackles. You know, this is a guy who is going to show up every single week. He's reliable. He doesn't get hurt very often. Uh, Leonard Williams is a, a essential piece of this defense, but there is a caveat when it comes to his contract. So he's on a three-year, $63 million deal. He counts $15.4 million in dead money this year, but next year he counts... $32.3 million in dead money with a base salary of $18 million. So there's an out in his contract. If the Giants do take that out, they only save $12 million in salary space. So only $12 million compared to the $32.3 million he's going to count in dead money. So you still got to pay him $20 million in dead money. He had $45 million in guarantees on his deal. So that's a pretty substantial amount. The question is, is he worth $32.3 million or is he worth $20 million? You know, do you want to save that $12 million, reallocate it? In my opinion, you know, the Giants have so much money in 2024. I say you keep Leonard Williams, you let his contract expire naturally, and you can push some of that money if they're going to sign any players to the second year where they have a ton of cap space and a lot of money coming off the books. Um, you know, Anthony, when you're looking at Leonard Williams, his production, his reliability over the past couple of years, um, what are your thoughts on that contract? Would you move on, save the 12 million or just pay him the full amount and kind of ride into the sunset and, you know, see what he does next year, maybe extend him again, but the giants have so much money in the future. I don't think they need to worry, um, about that, that salary hit next season. Yeah. Knowing how much money they have in the upcoming seasons and this upcoming off season, I'm keeping Leonard Williams. He's playing at such a high level. He's been playing at such a high level. He's so consistent, so reliable for the giants defense. And this is not only with this regime, but last regime as well. So his talent transcends multiple defensive coordinators. This is a guy that the Giants need to keep around. He's a leader for the defense, and I think that he's worth the money. Now, it is a very large contract, but just keep in mind, again, the Giants are going to have a lot of money in available cap space this upcoming offseason, and they have some room to work with that as well. Yeah, they do have to give out some extensions. Saquon Barkley's coming up, Dexter Lawrence is coming up, and Daniel Jones is coming up as well. But... Kenny Galladay is also on his way out, and there is a really solid chance that the Giants wait until after June 1st to go ahead and cut him and save a bunch of money from that contract, too. So you have a lot of opportunities here if you're the New York Giants to kind of restructure some contracts, cut some players, free up some extra cap space on top of the already large sum of cap space that you already have, and go ahead and keep Leonard Williams in the fold. Because again, I think he's instrumental to the success of the New York Giants defense, and I'm not ready to watch Big Cat depart. I think that he needs to stay in the Giants defense with Wink Martindale, with Dexter Lawrence. Those two play in tandem. I think that you're not seeing this great of a season out of Dexter Lawrence, if not for Leonard Williams and vice versa. So those guys I want to keep together, want to keep them playing together 
for a long time. So Leonard Williams, I'm definitely not ready to move on. I'm not a proponent of cutting him this upcoming offseason. I think that the Giants should be trying to keep him around and maybe even looking to extend him the following offseason because he is that talented of a player and he's been that productive for the Giants ever since he's gotten here from that trade from the Jets in 2020. So again, I'm keeping Leonard Williams, no doubt about it. A true leader, a true warrior on the Giants defense. He needs to be here for the long run. Yeah, in addition to that, Dexter Lawrence has got to be here for the long run as well. Dexter Lawrence is having an all-pro level campaign. You know, he's like I said, he's making $12.4 million next year. They got him locked up. They want to probably figure out that contract extension maybe this upcoming offseason because right now, over 477 total defensive snaps. Lawrence has 35 total pressures, 35 guys, six sacks, 12 quarterback hits, and 17 hurries. He has six sacks. He's two in his last game um, against Houston. That's ridiculous. He is... Uh, like the guy's playing at like an Aaron Donald level right now. He's only 25 years old. That's 15 stops, 18 tackles, and a forced fumble this season as well, which came against the Carolina Panthers. Um, you know, elite pass rush metrics across the board. He's just been absolutely phenomenal. And pairing him with Leonard Williams is uh, a combination you don't really want to disrupt. Having good passers on the interior, especially you can afford to do that now because you have Ojalar and Kayvon Thibodeau, like assuming both those guys are healthy next year, you can afford to pay uh, 12.4 mil for Dexter Lawrence. You can afford to just keep De uh, Leonard Williams. You have so much youth on this roster. Both of your tackles are off are, are, are rookies right now, you know, or rather um, Evan Neal's rookie and Andrew Thomas is in his third season, but he's still on his rookie deal. Now you're going to have to pay Saquon. You're going to have to pay Daniel Jones. I'm very curious to see what those uh, deals look like, but Right now, a lot of the key positions on this team are locked up in rookie deals, which is a very, very good thing. It allows them to spend a little bit more at you know essential positions, essential players that make this team run, that make this team grind. Um, so when you're looking at Dexter Lawrence, how important do you think it is to lock him up long-term? The Giants historically have not really liked to give money to defensive tackles like Linval Joseph, Jonathan Hankins. Uh, so many guys over the years they've let walk because they feel as though they're good at finding defensive tackles. But I feel as though Dexter Lawrence may be one of the ones you keep because his pass rush capabilities. I feel as though there's still some pass rush left that we haven't even seen yet. Five quarterback hits last week. Um, I don't think Linval Joseph or Jonathan Hankins are even closely uh, able to resemble the quality that Dexter Lawrence has. So when you're looking at this situation right now, how important do you think it is that we extend Dexie? Yeah, Dexter Lawrence needs to be extended. He's not a Linval Joseph, a Jonathan Hankins. He's nothing like that. A Dalvin Tomlinson, another interior defensive lineman that the Giants let go after their rookie contract because those guys were great run defenders. They were very consistent, reliable players, dependable players for the New York Giants, really, really solid run defenders, but they weren't elite pass rushers on the interior like Dexter Lawrence. This guy is elite from a pass rushing standpoint on the interior defensive line. There are not many players in the NFL that can get after the quarterback in that A-gap and pressure from the front side. This is almost, you know, something that I haven't seen from a New York Giants defensive lineman in a long time. This is like really an electric all pro level season out of Dexter Lawrence, and he's going to get paid handsomely. And I just hope and pray that it's by the New York Giants because he deserves it, man. Like I said, this is an Aaron Donald level season. We've seen what an interior defensive lineman playing at this level can do for a team. We saw Aaron Donald win the Super Bowl MVP uh, damn near and just have a dominant season with the Los Angeles Rams, dominant season after dominant season. And Dexter Lawrence seems like he's just 
finally putting it all together. He's been a very solid player for the Giants every year of his career. He's been a decent pass rusher, but it seems like Wink Martindale and this new defensive coaching staff just figured out how to maximize all that talent that he's already showing and build upon it. And building he is, and he is building a mansion. He's building a skyscraper. Dexter Lawrence is dominating every offensive lineman in his tracks. He is just whooping them and getting after the quarterback and still being extremely impactful as a run defender. There's not many players in the NFL that move like Dexter Lawrence, that are built like Dexter Lawrence and have the ability to move that way. And so when you have such a unique and rare talent like that, you got to lock him in. So I'm I'm a huge proponent of the Giants going ahead, re-signing Dexter Lawrence. Now I know I'm kind of advocated for the re-signing of two interior defensive linemen, which is kind of, you know, a backwards way of thinking, but it's working for the Giants. This is exactly what Wink Martindale wants in his defensive scheme. He wants those dominating interior defensive linemen. And if that's the key to success for the Giants defense, you have to lock those keys in long-term with some big contract extensions. So again, Dexter Lawrence, super young, super talented, on his way to an all-pro season. You don't let talent walk through the doorway. You go ahead and re-sign him and build that defense around him long-term. Absolutely. I 100% agree. You you got Right now, I think you're actually going in that direction. I and mean, you say that it's something interesting is you build that defense around him long-term. Right now, that's kind of what we're looking at. We're not looking at building the defense around Kayvon Thibodeau or Dory Jackson or Leonard Williams or Aziz Ojolari. We're building the defense around Dexter Lawrence. Like, he's that good. You know what I mean? And and I feel as though, um, you know, if if Kayvon can elevate his game and, and continue to develop, he's only a rookie this defense is going to be very good. Like we're going to have a very good pass rush. We just got to get some linebacker help in here. And Micah McFadden for the record, I think is a decent player and I'm excited to see his development continue here. And Jalen Smith has actually been pretty good as well. You know, kudos to him. Um, Julian Love, a guy we have to retain. Uh, obviously Xavier McKinney, Dory Jackson is still here on contract. So next year, I'm curious to see what they do with CB2. They're probably going to have to bring in somebody. You still got Aaron Robinson. Uh, you still got a Cordell Flott. Uh, maybe they see big futures for those two guys. You know, we'll see. Um, they need another nickel corner. I think Darnay's good at times, but he's he's super inconsistent, unfortunately. Um, so you're probably looking at trying to find yourself a nickel. You probably need another CB2 to compete. Um, but this team is is playing above their expectations. You know, good coaching masks a lot of vulnerabilities and weaknesses. And, you know, that interior defensive line is a key cog. You know, Dexter Lawrence came out for two plays to get a, to get a breather. And the second they do that, Damian Pierce runs for 60 yards right up the middle of the field. That's how important Dexter Lawrence is to this team. He will completely close lanes that otherwise will be wide open uh, from, from, you know, weaker defensive tackles or whatnot. So uh, definitely excited to see the progression of these two guys and continuing uh, to succeed this season. But guys, love to hear perspectives below on the return of Evan Neal, some injury updates, and then the combination of Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams and just how impressive they've been. So always happy to hear your perspective down in the YouTube comments below. As always, make sure to like, subscribe, and we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Giants episode.